This is one of the favorite shows that I ever have a chance to do. It's called Take 10, and we're joined in each of these programs by Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert in caregiving and addictions and a whole lot more. And one of the things we've been talking about in the last several Take 10s, because it has overwhelmed not only the nation but the world, is the impact of a tiny microscopic virus that's not even alive. It just replicates inside people's cells, and yet it is changing the way we live, the way we work, the way we think. I'm Ron Aaron. Dr. Jamie, a non-living, tiny little speck of nothing has changed this world in amazing ways. Ron, it's amazing how this entire environment has been triggered by this virus. And I say environment, I'm talking the ecosystem of the world. Literally, when I sit back, and I'm obviously self-quarantined in some way, um, and doing okay here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, as you are in San Antonio, um, we're like sitting here thinking this is the strangest time in our, our lives, and why is it all happening? And, and what really is going to go on? You know, after a hurricane, for instance, or a tornado, this tragedy happens, people die, and buildings are broken, and community take forever to, to come back, and then you wonder what happens, and then you see this whole new sort of environment come up, trees and grass and forests and people, but we learn from it. Right now, what we're learning is how now to adjust to a trauma that we never had to before collectively. All of us have some trauma from our childhood in certain ways, but collectively now our society is responding to what I call trauma-informed sort of uh, approach. It's interesting. Uh, you and I both have young kids, and suddenly my household has become an elementary school uh, with uh, two six-year-olds and an eight-year-old. We literally have become elementary school teachers. And one thing that has come out of this, I will be an advocate forever. They need to pay them more. People do that work, Dr. Jamie. They don't pay them enough. You know, Ron, I'm 65 with an eight-year-old, just like you. Right. And it's not the ARP plan. But I can flat out tell you, I got a call from my child's school and they said, well, we heard you do compassion fatigue burnout workshops in healthcare. Would you mind coming and do it for our teachers this week? Um, they also are scampering in these schools and private schools. They're not knowing how to catch up with this trauma. The homes obviously are going out of sorts because they're not. That's why you desperately need a routine with kids to make them help them feel safe. And you need a routine with us to help us feel safe. But you have to understand all this is what I call neurobiological sort of response. So, Basically, we either feel regulated in our lives or we feel dysregulated. That is what trauma does. It either allows us to be off our game and things happen and clinical symptoms occur, or we have to respond to it by regulating our system from the dysregulation. That's what breath work and mindfulness and a lot of other interventions that the emotional uh, support response team at WellMed currently is doing. One uh, uh, day last week, the kids were literally bouncing off the walls in fact, I'm going to send you, Jamie and I trade pictures of our kids. I'm going to send you a picture of uh, Carter and Kennedy, the boys, literally climbing up between an open doorway up to the ceiling and down. And I said, do you guys do that at school? And the answer was no. Well, why do you do it here? Because we can. <laughs> so true. I see our kids, my child and, and yours, I'm sure, jumped on these social media platforms at eight years old that the teachers give them. Right. And Lord have mercy, they, they don't give them rules, and they hop in there. And I called school up. I said, you know, you want them to be a mensch. That's obviously a Yiddish word for right. a good person at school. Why can't you teach them how to be a mensch online so they understand that this is all about? And that's trauma-informed education. So they said, we will. 
Only if you do a burnout workshop for our teachers. <laughs> oh, it's a trade deal. I like that. Yeah, it's a total barter. But to be honest with you, Ron, this is what trauma does. Right now, the medical world, which has been treating medical illnesses, obviously, and diseases ongoing, as people come in, we give them a Band-Aid, we give them medicine, um, and we help them treat it. But we don't take into account that they also have some trauma or mental health challenge that we're not seeing. That could be driving the medical issue, making it worse, whether it's heart, diabetes, you know, lungs right now with this respiratory virus we're dealing with. So finally, in healthcare, we're starting to see, and I think WellMed with Project Omega is doing this first and foremost, how do we integrate behavioral and trauma-informed care? How do we get our patients and our staff to regulate and feel safe and, and in a dysregulated time? How do we do this in our medical records? How do we get our outcomes better? And I think this virus has literally accelerated our awareness that trauma does drive the medical process, and we need to have not just a medical answer, but a behavioral answer as well. I heard a uh, podcast that Dr. Rapier did, uh, I guess a couple months ago now, that really was off the cuff. It wasn't scripted. He was talking about his experience when his mother uh, was receiving medical care and and how terrible the care she was getting, uh, how uncompassionate the uh, physicians were and how it, it, it made him turn around, sit down, look at what we were doing at WellMed, what he was doing as a doctor, and to recommit all of his energies to what you're talking about now, bringing care and compassion uh, to the delivery of uh, uh, medical services. Yeah, I remember that aha moment, and I remember him calling me because I was integrating behavioral health with Dr. Arnold at WellMed, and it's really it's Chris Arnold, one of the WellMed physicians. First thing for compassion is how to get behavioral health in our clinics, and we're doing that now across the country. But I remember that aha moment, and he said, look, this is really something we need to go back and, and do. And obviously he had an awareness, and that's when he says, we're going to do Project Omega, and now you're going to be chief compassion officer. I'm putting a team together and do demo projects around the country. How do we integrate this trauma-informed care? How do we integrate that with our medical world? And then how do we serve our patients and, our, and the people who work for us you know, with a more comprehensive approach than this myopic sort of tunnel approach? And that's what his realization is, and that's what his mandate and charge was to us at Project Omega and WellMed. So for me, it's a blast, and, and it's really a culmination of where I'd love to be at this stage in my life. Now, if you just join us, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman, talking about an outreach program on the behalf of uh, WellMed Medical Management and a program that uh, they hope is mirrored by uh, medical companies and others all across this country. Uh, Dr. Jamie, how will a patient know that things have changed? Will, will, will there be an aha moment for them? You know, Ron, it's a subtle thing. And basically, trauma is very neurobiological. It does come in our body, and it comes, obviously, from the environment. It is the biological, psychological, and social reinforcement of it. So to your question, how will they? It'll be very subtle changes in terms of the way we interact and connect with them, maybe different sort of safety subtle changes in our waiting room and our, in our exam rooms. But literally, hopefully, we're going to add uh, a licensed clinical social worker and behavioral health integration that will be trauma-trained, trauma-knowledgeable, uh, and they'll be able to keep our staff totally trained and educated and empowered in trauma-informed care. So they'll literally hopefully sit in the clinical staffing that we do every day and that perspective, because there's childhood post-traumatic stress disorder that comes from a young age. There's trauma that hits us throughout our lives, and that literally neurologically sets us into a world of dysregulation. So what we're trying to do is now bring this regulation in, empower our patients to obviously do that, and then them, them to take care of their self care, um, their diabetes, their heart challenges, and their own prevention care by being regulated. 
and not being dysregulated. That's trauma-informed care. So they'll notice it subtly, but I think on the outcomes, they'll know it by better health, and the whole system will know it by uh, really, I think, people just leaving there saying, gosh, I'm at a medical home for the first time. One of the things that has been of great concern to me, and I, I know to you as well, as you look around the country and you see uh, all of these primary care physicians and medical assistants who are literally on the front line, literally making life and death decisions while they face a life and death virus, uh, you think about uh, PTSD, the Vietnam veterans who came home, the Gulf War veterans, World War II, when we didn't even know what PTSD was. Are we going to have hundreds of thousands of primary care physicians and others who are healthcare providers struggling with PTSD? Well, Ron, they're just human beings like you and I, right? They have great medical degrees, they're brilliant. They spent a lot of years in college, but they also had childhoods just like yours and mine. And we might have had childhood PTSD, which is called CPTSD, something that's a whole other show. And yes, to that extent, you're going to see that this is going to trigger a lot of the old stuff. So as physicians, as nurses, I call them all first responders. My work with policemen and firemen initially, people who run into burning homes and people are running out, they do have to have a CDC mandate of how to take care of themselves. So I'm going to assume that a lot of trauma will be triggered. And yes, a lot of our uh, healthcare workers will be dealing with that. So we need to uh, regulate it. We need to approach it. We need to understand and prevent, obviously, them from descending into the real canyon that trauma can do. And we'll so deal with that. Plan for us. We'll deal with that on another show because you've heard these words flat out of time. Dr. Jamie, thank you. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Take 10.